guys. This is Nene MMA with Test Nose Podcast. I have some rubber bands in my mouth, so I'll probably be blurring some stuff today. She's not drunk. She's. <laughs> I just getting my. I'm getting my teeth fixed. So if I sound blurry, or I don't know if you can sound blurry. Or you, if I sound like I have a lisp. And it's because of my teeth. But that's She's okay. just trying to be like Mike Tyson. Yeah. You know, look up to him. Anyway, without that ear biting though. But... Well. Well, I'll bite something else. Wait, no, that's on the wrong. <laughs> Never mind. I'll take that back. Anyway, so for today, we're going to talk about... Now she's British. Oh, <laughs> uh, The grappling tournament. By the way, congratulations to all of the warriors who competed. There were seven of us. When yes. I mean us, I mean because we're kind you. of a, everybody except me. But that's okay. <laughs> we don't want to talk about it. No, no one showed up for the division, and that's okay. Anyway, how are you? How was the tournament for you? Long as a, well, no, Hi. no, it wasn't that it, bad. It wasn't Relax. as long. It wasn't as long as. As they have been in the past. We got there what? At 12? We got out of like 5.30? No, we got there at like 1. See? We were there for literally like 4 hours. No, we left at like... 5.30? No, it was like 6 6 o'clock, 6.30. But that's because we stuck around a little bit longer. People left sooner than that. Yeah, but we were still there. (laughs) It wasn't that bad. It wasn't. Sure. (laughs) But I got my first coaching... Done. I was um, in Devin's corner. That was stressful. Devin lost. No. Actually, Devin won. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm you were coaching kidding. everybody else. I was coaching I'm Devin. Kidding. Devin got first place. Yes. No, but um, yeah, she she got first place. And yeah, so yeah, what's up? Yeah, what's up? No, well, you just t- finished telling your story of your first coaching experience. Well, <laughs> I thought you were talking about it. Well, first of all, I was shitting bricks. <laughs> I was nervous. Hands were sweaty. Palms, palms. were Yes, yes. No, palms were sweaty. My my hands were sweaty. Knees weak, arms were heavy. Yes. There was vomit on her sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> She's nervous. Oh, on no, the surface, no, no. she looks calm and ready. Oh, my God. To drop bombs. But if she keeps on forgetting. Yes. Well, she No, okay. Keep going. No, yeah, so... While you were with the other guys, back-to-back, running like a chicken without a head, Carla was in... What was she? She was in Monica's corner at the same time. So there were like literally three or four people going at the same time. And when I was in Monica's corner, Carla came up to me and told me that you said to go to Devin's corner... I was thinking I was going to be in Monica's corner, but apparently I didn't. So went to her chair and it was fast. Like I didn't realize how fast that those five minutes went until I realized that I forgot to record the first match. So I apparently I cannot multitask between coaching and look and literally grabbing my phone to record. So Amateur. I cannot film. I can't. Amateur. Yeah, I couldn't. I literally just, I don't know what I said to her. But the moment she went, she did her thing. She got the first one with um, standing guillotine choke. And you've been teaching her all week. Well, actually, the week that she was not here, you didn't teach her. But the day prior to 
to her We had a cram session. Yeah. And this is by no means a endorsement of cramming for a tournament. No, but she just <laughs> covered the basics. Just literally did what we learned from Dan Severn. Mm-hmm. And then she did a minor tweaks and she put her hips in and she got the choke and the girl tapped right away and the girl was super gassed after those five minutes. And she even looked at Devin like with a scared face. So I'm like, dang, that girl's scared. And then apparently there was supposed to be another girl competing, but she didn't show up. So they won again. And Devin tripped her and she fell on her. The girl was on the bottom. Devin was trying to get on top, but she was just stuck because, you know, when your your legs are just in half guard, thick legs, it's hard to get them through. So eventually she got a she got a mount, she got the points, and then she got her in a Kimura, right? No, 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 Americana. in a Americana. Americana. And there goes the second one. So it was nice. I was very proud. I didn't know how, I didn't know whether to say good job or not because I'm the type of person that I don't acknowledge until I know I get the win. Like, you don't do that to me. You didn't tell me good job right away. So I didn't know whether or not to say good I job. I didn't tell anyone good job on, no? on Saturday, no. See, and that's what I'm used to doing. So I didn't tell her anything after the first one. I was just happy for her, but then I didn't really say anything to her. And then we waited, and after the second one, that's where I told her, I'm like, good job, you know? Mm-hmm. And she was so excited, and she kind of cried a little bit. Sorry, Devin, if you're listening to this. She was really happy. And I was very happy, so... You cried, too? Yeah, I cried on the inside. But I, I, I almost teared. Bad moment, you know? Oh, you and Carla got to see a little bit of what I deal with. Yeah, it's stressful. <laughs> no, it's really stressful. It's just going back and forth and trying to pay attention to every match. And when they all go at the same time, it's like, who do you go to? You know? Because you're there for everybody. But it's like, who are you going to go cheer for at the moment? Well, that's that's kind of why I... I did what I did, you know, because um, I was waiting for Zach's match. Yeah. And I saw Carla, and I was like, "Is not Monica going soon?" She's like, "Yeah, Nanny's gonna be in the corner, or in the chair." So I pulled up the brackets, and I saw that Monica and Devin were gonna go at the same time. You train with Devin yeah. more than Carla, and yeah. Carla trains with Monica more than you. Oh yeah, that's true. So when I saw that, I looked, and Carla was already gone because she was recording. Uh, I think Logan was going. Mm-hmm. So I ran over and I saw that Zach had like maybe two or three minutes before his match. So I ran over to Carla and I showed her the brackets. I was like, I want you in Monica's chair. And mm-hmm. then I want um, Nene and Devin's chair. And then I had already talked to Aaron before about how we were going to split the guys there. Because mm-hmm. the, from, I think, starting around 2.30 all the way to the end, we were going to have basically all our people going at the same time. Yeah. You know, so thankfully, Aaron and Raul were there, and we were able to spread things out. But even with that, yeah. there were times that I had to have, uh, I think, Brian Brown sat in uh, a chair for Brandon while I was with Zach. And then yeah. um, I sat down in Zach's chair, and I looked to my right, and then Brandon was going up again. Oh, and Caesar had just gotten there. <laughs> so I, I waved Caesar down, and I told him to sit in Brandon's chair, and he had just gotten there like two seconds prior. Yeah. You know, but it's... For me, it's and that's why I get stressed, and this is ultimately why I decided to not have classes um, that day, which might 
turn into a regular thing because yeah. it just it makes my life easier i have a little bit more energy because at the grappling tournaments i'm coaching mm-hmm. i'm making sure that i'm keeping track of when everybody's going yeah. and then kind of assigning coaching duties to the people that are helping you know yeah. so it's a lot it is a lot yeah so it was what zach's first time yeah competing and you made a really nice post yesterday about you know his competition and how he inspired you to do do better as a coach yeah <laughs> yeah uh, yeah so what what was what did you see um just based on the whole experience with zach well I, I, even just watching the videos back it, it's like surreal to me to see finally see him on the mats this is something that we've been working and and wait, working towards and waiting for for a long time we've tried a, a couple times to get him in the cage and life circumstances happen and it just it, it never happened. it never happened you know so to finally see him in in on the mats in a competition it, it was really cool for me and it was one of as soon as he got there and it was time for him and it was just i had already coached a few people prior to to his start times you know so a lot of the other guys were were nearing the end you know so it was like all right and make sure Zach's got everything that he needs because he got there maybe 15 minutes before his first match. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I haven't had a chance to talk to Zach in detail or for an extended period of time since the tournament. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's it's kind of those things because it's, it's the mind fuck that, that I'm going through, mm-hmm. you know, because I wrestled in high school. I had an MMA fight, you know, and I, I, I do, I still plan on doing a, a grappling tournament in the near future you know but for me the the concern doesn't become can i do it because yeah. i know that i can yeah but it's can i snap into the mindset of a competitor again you know because it's for me it's been 10 years since i've competed you yeah. know it's been 10 years since my fight it's been what 17 years since my last wrestling match yeah you know, so it's been a long time and I spend a lot of rounds. All the rounds that I do now are essentially me coaching, you know, so can I snap into that mindset? You know, so for, for Zach to have never competed in anything related to combat sports, mm-hmm. it, it was kind of interesting for me to kind of see what it was going to be. And, you know, for that first match, it was it was awesome because he in the video, it the video looks like it's in fast forward. Yeah, right. For that first match, I was, was so like, what the hell? you know, That's because so of how reaction. much how much scrambling was going on at the beginning, you know, yeah. and he ended up on top in the mountain and he just rode the guy out until he found his his head and arm choke, mm-hmm. you know, but that was I think it was a good start for him, you know, and then in the, in the second match, he got caught with a guillotine. And again, this is the way that he trains is just he pushes all the way through in every training session. He got caught in that choke and a guillotine never tapped and he went out, <laughs> you oh, know, man. so That's pretty creepy and scary. So I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to coach him through it. And then I notice his, his movement is starting to slow down and, you know, his back is towards me. So I can't see his face. And I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> it's not okay. Yeah. I was like, see, I think he's going out, you know, but I can still see his hand kind of, kind of peeling, trying to get out of it. But the ref finally stepped in and pulled the guy off and Zach went limp and I was like, shit, mm. you know, and he only got maybe 10 minutes to recover before he had to go back out there. Did you remember what happened in the match after he, he went back? No, he, no? he came out 
he was he was pale pale in the face and when when he went in for his third match he was still a little bit pale so i was a little bit concerned you know and then he started off strong on that one but you can tell his movement wasn't the same he was kind of on autopilot mm. you know and he got caught in a, a komora on on that one mm. you know so which was surprising because i don't i don't think i've ever seen anyone attempt a komora on, on zach like that he typically is pretty good on reacting yeah but so. it was just the way that he was moving that told me yeah. he still wasn't fully recovered from being choked out mm. yeah. physically 10 minutes is it yeah. seems like a lot, but it's not enough. It's Especially not. when you go out like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, Blood so to recover, yeah. when when he came out of that one, you know, it was just me trying to make sure that he's not getting discouraged because, you know, obviously he's not he's not a hundred percent at this point. Yeah. You know, so he had a he had about twenty minutes between the third and the fourth match, so he had more time to recover. Right. And then by the time that fourth match happened, he looked like he was back the color was back in his face and then the match started and he was back to back to moving like Zach moves and then mm-hmm. he took the guy down and he, he caught him in an arm bar a really nice arm bar yeah where you know Zach was at my fight um 10 years ago and he was just getting started in his training when I fought and I think I've told this story before when he when when I lost you know I was really down you know but then there was a few people that posted on on the gym's Facebook page and Zach was one of them, mm-hmm. and and Zach mentioned how he was inspired to come to technique classes because of the way that I got out of an armbar in my mm-hmm. fight. I used the same techniques that we learned in class, you know. So for me, it was kind of it was anybody that knows me knows that I like full circles, you know. And this felt like a a good full circle moment for me, um, you know, because Zach was at my fight inspired by how I got out of an armbar and he wins his last match of that tournament with an armbar mm. and in that when he got the armbar his opponent you know clasped his his hands together so yeah. to, to block the armbar you know and in class we've gone over kind of all right if they lock their hands you can try this mm-hmm. then if that's not working you can try this and if that's not working then finally you can try this yeah and he went through that exact sequence yeah he did you know, and until he got it on that third one, it worked and he broke the guy's grip and the dude tapped right away, you know, so it, it really came full circle because... I think he even got the... The guy was in pain after that. Yeah, he was really red and then he grabbed his arm right away. Yeah, I think he must have, <laughs> you know, some, gotten him sprained or something. So... Sprained arm or something. It was like really full circle for me because it all started with, with that. You know, and to to come around and now I'm watching, coaching him during his first competition. Yeah. And then seeing him use all those techniques. Because in in his other matches as well, you know, the head and arm choke is something he's been working for months now. You know, Severin made some adjustments to it that he really liked and he used that adjustment Mm -hmm. to to set up his finish. The takedowns he used, the control, the the pressure that that we talk about all the time. Yeah. All of that is present in Zach's matches. Yeah. You know, down to him getting choked out. We tell people, you know, if it's an arm tap, you yeah. know, because it's not worth getting broken. But if you're going to go out, go out <laughs> with a choke, then go out, you know. Go out like a warrior. You know, we'll, we'll wake you up. And, and, and Zach personified everything that we talk about in the gym, you know. Yeah. So for me, it was a real proud moment as a coach, as his training partner, as his friend, 
to to see him finally get to go into a competition like that and yeah. and be able to do what he did you know he didn't get a medal i mean the brackets were so weird because I thought he should have been able to keep going for going two and two. Right. Brandon, one more. Brandon went three and one and didn't get anything. Yeah. You know, weird. so it was just, I, I'll never understand how these tournaments are, are fully operated, but. but Brandon it, it, said he, I think Brandon landed fifth out of all the guys. Yeah, I think because what Jeremiah was telling me, because they were in the same division, that they, because there were so many people. It's like 20-something guys. There was two brackets, and in, in their bracket, there was like 17 other people besides them, so 18 people total in that bracket, wow. you know, and then there was a whole other bracket on top of that, oh my and God. they were going to take the top four of each bracket to decide who was going to be first, second, and third, mm. you know, so there were, yeah, there, there had to be closer to 30 people, you know, and I think Brandon ended up taking fifth or sixth. That's not bad. You know, so that... And he's a year into his training. I just made a post about him too, because he another one. He's real quiet. He shows up to class, doesn't say much in class, but he's putting in the work. He's learning, you fast. know. And the the biggest takeaway, and, and we've been saying it, and Zach is the one that really pushes it at the gym, and I can, it, it's easy to see why because it, it doesn't cross my mind too much because I. I fully am aware of the importance of it but then i also been in the the competitions where like i know how you sometimes your body goes on autopilot like if you get choked out if your adrenaline's there yeah you know so you have to train the body to be able to do things on your own but the ability to be coached is huge yeah it's huge um you know there there were times where it was just the the communication wasn't clearly going from the coach to the competitor yeah and that's where our biggest struggles were in those competition in, in those matches you know even with zach as technical as he is he was making the adjustments based on what you were saying what i was saying you know because sometimes when you're when you're in it there are certain things you can feel but there's certain things that the coach is going to be able to see from the outside yeah. You know, and, and those are the things that are really important as a coach because I'm not, when, when for example, when Zach said it was setting up the head and arm choke, mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell him step by step how to do it because I know he knows how to do it. Yeah. You know, but I noticed his opponent's arm was a little bit higher, you know, so I just called out eyeball to eyeball. Mm. And in the video, you can see him adjust where he starts, he puts his eyeball right on top of the dude's eyeball and then he tightens it up from there. And then he checked the temperature. You know, so <laughs> little little things like yeah. that is is what a coach should do. I shouldn't have to tell people step by step on on what to do. Yeah, it's just a little bit of guidance when yeah. you get stuck. Yeah. No, I definitely see that because even there were some moments where when I told Devin to go or do something, she she acknowledged. She yeah. didn't talk back. She acknowledged. And then I yeah. asked her after each match, I was like, did you hear me? She said, yeah, I can hear you. So now it's it's the trust, right? I think a lot of it could be the trust because um, there was a, a comment that even Monica um, told her that, well, pretty much Carla asked her, like, can you hear me when I'm coaching you? And Monica said no. So a lot of it is, is the lack of um, practice and, mm-hmm. you know, repetition of 
being able to listen to your voice while you're coaching them. What I told Salvin, because Salvin told me the same thing, mm -hmm. you know, and my voice is still recovering from, from Saturday. And you were um, yelling, dude. People were hearing you from across the map. Cause Sal I hear you too. Salvin was saying how he couldn't hear me. Mm. And we were, Salvin was on map five. And at that point, Stefan was going on mat 10 and Aaron was with Stefan. Mm -hmm. And Aaron told me that he heard me screaming from the opposite side of the 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 venue, you know. So I told Salvin, I was like, "You can't hear me, not because I'm not speaking loud enough, or because you have bad hearing. It's just you're you're thinking too much. Mm -hmm. You're 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 not in the moment. You're not present right now. You got to be present right now. You got to be able to just feel what's going on. You have to be able to hear for these things. Because I know Salvin heard me. It's just." It, it was his first competition too, you know, so this isn't, this isn't a, you know, I'm not trying to bash at him or anything, you know, but the, the nerves and the adrenaline are, are real things that can affect how you, how you do everything. Yeah. You know, because I sat in this chair and I told him stand up because the dude's trying to pull guard on him, you know, and the guard opened up for a split second and I was like, stand up. And he looked me right in the eye, you know, so I was like, you can hear what I'm saying, but because of the nerves and the adrenaline, Sometimes that either delays the response or people just don't respond at all. Yeah. You know, so those those are adjustments that can be made just by simply not getting too hard on yourself and, and keep going, you know, because yeah. like I said, is the, the first ones are rough. Yeah, it's it's like that for everybody. But I think um, it all starts in the gym. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, it could be I mean, it could be in in. I don't know it's just i guess what i'm trying to say is that there's times that you can't blame the coach for everything right mm -hmm. um you gotta put that up on yourself because the times that we're at the gym and then zach talks about okay whatever you how you train is how you fight you know yeah. and you say that all the time every coach says that all the time how you train is how you fight so when we're at the gym and we've talked about okay if you push yourself hard enough in the gym if you listen to the coach in the gym there's a better chance of you performing out there, yeah. you know? So, in other words, it's us training ourselves to listen to you or to listen to the coaches while we're in there, mm -hmm. you know? So, it'll be a, it should be a learning experience for all of us to see that we have to trust what the coaches are saying and know what the coaches are saying, you know? And that, that involves, like, taking notes, um... Like asking questions and being there fully present because if you're there's many times you know not to call anybody out I'm not gonna say names but when we're in class you are finished with whatever you're teaching and then the same person asks oh, okay so what are we talking about yeah so then that's just to show you that that person is lacking that um, that sense of listening mm -hmm. that not they're not listening they're not paying attention so that kind of gives us an indicator okay that person is really not present. Yeah. So how are they going to perform outside the mats if this is who they are in the gym? So I guess that this is going to be, again, another lesson for all of us. It's not just that person individually, but all of us, because it all really starts in the gym. Mm -hmm. Everything translated, honestly. If you really think about it, for all of us, it translated. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, damn, like how, how much do you want to go through this for you to listen? Like for you to start trusting your coach? Or else you're just going to keep going through the same thing. Insanity. And, it, and it's just an, also a matter of just, like you said, having that trust, but being able to process the things that are being said. Oh, yeah. You know, because Brand, Brandon's 
very new in the sport. I don't think people understand how new you are, even still a year or two into your training. Yeah. You know, and he's he's still within the first twelve months. You know, but he got and he, he told me last week that he's not comfortable with takedowns. I told him I was like, don't try to force any takedowns. Just work what what comes at you. And he's the one that. And the matches that I saw, because I, I only got to sit in his chair, I think, two, two or three times. Mm-hmm. Um, he got takedowns in all of them. Yeah. You know? And even the in his first match, you know, the nerves are going. He was the first. It was his first match, and it was the first match for, for the gym. You know, so he was the one that was kind of there to kind of set the tone. And now he's got everybody watching. The people that are waiting to compete and the other coaches are, are there watching. Yeah. You know, and he won that one. He he got the takedown. He took the guys back, and you know he was struggling to get to the back. But I was trying to guide him step by step, using different terminology in case he wasn't understanding what I was saying. Mm-hmm. But we got him on a, to control the guys back. Mm-hmm. We got his points. Yeah. I saw a tap. Jeremiah saw a tap. Ref didn't see a tap. You know, mm-hmm. so whatever. Um, and that's ultimately what might have been the difference makers if, if if the ref would have seen that tap because from the angle that i was in recording you couldn't see it jeremiah had a better angle but someone walked right past the camera when the tap would have happened happened if it happened you know but with the way that they they score things and if they would have given that submission when instead of winning by points to brandon then he might have been able to keep going and and at least get third or second mm-hmm. you know but he was able to go step by step and I and when he was done I told him I was like I don't know if you know that you're listening but you're listening so keep it up (laughs) he's like I can hear you I can hear what you guys are saying (laughs) I was like good we'll just keep doing it because it was little things like getting the hooks in climbing up on the back you're too low you're too high and he was able to make those adjustments what I liked about him too because he was like honest after his first match he said he got tired yeah but he also said that guy is not as strong as he he is. I was like, dang, it's because he's strong as hell, bro. Mm-hmm. But he's like, no, they just don't feel strong. I'm yeah. like, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So he was, at least he was voicing out what it was he was feeling because yeah. that was helping him. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we need to do. Like, like you're tired? All right, but we're going to help you snap it out. But, you know, he was at least honest and real with how he was. That's what I told him. I was like, <laughs> you're going to feel tired right now because yeah. there was a lot of nerves. There was a lot of adrenaline. I was like, by the time you get to the second and third matches, you're going to have that second win and you're going to be fine. Yeah. Just trust it and don't get down on yourself and just keep going. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, and, and, and that's what happened. You yeah. know. Again, three and one and Surprising. doesn't get an, uh, an opportunity to to compete for a medal, which was insane to me, but yeah. it's whatever. You yeah. know, but... It was an experience, yeah. for sure. I think um, with everybody else, it's, again, it's just a matter of repetition. Repetition. Mm. You rep these things in the gym, but it's, a lot of it is mental preparation now at this point. Like, yeah, we we can perform these things while we're drilling, you know, while we're taking it easy. Mm-hmm. But like under pressure, can you perform under pressure? And can you listen? And can you literally just let your body flow without overthinking? Yeah. Because that, that's a big key. Like, overthinking is like a pandemic nowadays. <laughs> like, it, it's everywhere. If you overthink uh, a specific transition technique, you're, you're going to rush it. Or you're going to freeze up. You're going to rush it or you're not going to even see that the opportunity is there. there. Yeah. And so, I guess we can all see that 
it happens to a lot of us. We freeze up, especially when we're like too nervous and we want to do a certain move or a certain highlight, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't happen. So it's like you can't put yourself down and say, man, okay, now I completely suck. No, you got to come back to the gym and yeah, work on it That's why I like the, the ugly matches, you know, just the, the grit, you know, because there, there's nothing pretty about certain things and that's okay because you're expecting ugly. Yeah. You know, if you're expecting, you know, crisp and perfect techniques and it doesn't happen, you might still get the takedown, but it wasn't the way that you wanted it and your brain just freezes up because of it. Yeah. You know, it's Yeah. I think there was the I think it was the same division of uh of Brandon and I'm that you said the guy that won first place? He was like wrestling the guys. Yeah, all of the guys and he's going he out of bounds all, all the time. Tackling people out of <laughs> See, so he did really, like, you can say he was ugly, but he still won his match. There's a difference between ugly and reckless. Okay, and that, yeah, that, he was that, pretty reckless. That man was reckless because Devin almost got hurt, and she was just oh, on the yeah. sideline. That man tried to take someone down way off the mats, and they hit the barricade, the, mm. the railing, and the railing snapped off, and Devin was bending over to put something in her bag, and the railing almost hit her face. Yeah. You know, and, and the railing's two feet away from the mats. You know, so yeah. it's like, how are you not aware of where you are that you're going to charge people just off the mats? He took Jeremiah down off the mats and almost slammed him on the floor. Jeremiah's leg hit the, the hardwood. Yeah. You know, and then in Jeremiah too, he almost put him through the, the freaking score table. Yeah. You know, so it was like. Yeah, it's okay. weird. Okay, mm-hmm. just. I was like, stay on the mats, bro. Yeah. No. Yeah. There, there has to. You be know, and, and for me, that the, training. That's that's the referee's job. The referee yeah. should, because the referee's on the opposite side of the mats, just yelling, "Stop! Stop!" I was like, you, you can't stop when you're in midair, bro. Like, get in there and <laughs> put your them. hands on somebody and stop them. Yeah. You know, but whatever. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it was quite an experience. I think, um, you know, from. I see it, you know, I see it as a, a teammate and as a training partner. Like, there are some tweaks that we can do for us, you know, paying attention, calling each other out more, keeping each other accountable, you know, yeah. being real with each other, you know, and, and just keep, like, honestly, just do what's going to make us grow. Every takedown is uncomfortable. Wrestling is uncomfortable. Everything that we do is uncomfortable. So we just got to keep doing it. Yeah. But, yeah, but, but where does that leave you, though? Because, you know, like, every competition, we always learn from, we learn anything, right? But as much as we see sometimes the issues that happen or things that happen in the matches, now we always have to find a solution so that we can make it better. Because mm-hmm. these competitions, we always leave with a medal, which is great. Mm-hmm. But I think we can get better at we can leave with more gold more, medals. More gold medals. <laughs> and then at least everybody gets something, you know? Yeah. So there has to be some work that needs to be either adjusted or changed. So where does that leave you mentally with that? Um, well, the, the changes that are going to happen were already kind of put in motion mm-hmm. before the tournament. Because I already knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have more and more people interested in doing these grappling tournaments. Yeah. And we only have one day out of the week that's dedicated to grappling. Mm. You know, so two weeks ago I made the decision and, and these changes aren't going to be until until January because I, 
I'm got to take the time to actually write out a curriculum for it, but yeah. we're going to make some uh, changes to uh, schedule at the gym. Mm-hmm. We're taking out the Wednesday tech technique class. We're going to move that one to Fridays. So Fridays at seven, starting in January, will be uh, technique class, and then okay. Wednesdays at seven is going to be a grappling class. Mm. Uh, similar to what we do on Saturdays, but Saturdays is primarily live grappling. Um, but I'm actually writing a curriculum for the Wednesday classes. So we'll have a a twelve month curriculum that is strictly related to grappling and and, and these grappling tournaments. You know, so. It's going to be more concept-based because obviously we're still going to cover grappling in the regular technique classes. Yeah. But these things are going to be specifically for strategies and ways to win for the grappling tournaments. Mm, that's good. You know, so that's already a thing because it's, especially because we have more people interested in grappling tournaments. We have more people interested in fighting, you know, so during the training camps, I, I put a lot of focus on the fighters, yeah. you know, and, and if the fights are... The fight camp is running kind of side by side with the the grappling tournament camp. That becomes a problem, mm-hmm. you know. So to be able to have more classes dedicated to, to grappling is is kind of where where we're heading. Okay. You know, and and Zach and I had talked about it months ago because he admitted it too that him and I are both better grapplers than strikers. You know, so we might as well embrace it and just make sure that everyone has a strong grappling base because whether you're doing the grappling tournament or you're doing an mma fight a strong grappling base will help you go really far yeah you know so and then the tuesdays thursday spawn and lifestyle still mm-hmm. stays yeah yeah but then in addition to that that would be nice yeah so that's yeah. that's what i'm i'm currently working on is is finding out the how i'm going to spread out the curriculum for the, the grappling. We might do like a month of stand-up since it's still just, you know, just Wednesdays and then we have Wednesdays and that Saturday to kind of test it and run it. So we might do a month fully of just stand-up grappling and then the following month will be like something to do with the ground and then vice versa. We'll see. I'm still trying to work it out to make sure that we have enough time to get the proper reps Yeah. on everything that's going to be included in that curriculum. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad that there's a uh, plan of action yeah. that has already started and been planned out before this thing. Yeah. Because yeah, it's, it's always nice to look at the issues or problem, but it's always better to look for solutions so that we can always get better, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah, this is definitely going to help the fighters, everybody. It's going to teach us how to be more, you know, more um, strategic with our training. Yeah. And hopefully we can all get better and people actually take advantage. Mm-hmm. You know, so that should, that's gonna that's gonna help all of us. And so as long as you you already thought about ways of helping yourself and the students, you know that is gonna be thing. But even even with that being said, when you mentioned you doing a grappling tournament. Have you thought about like a specific date, or you're still kind of going back for, and forth? For me, yeah, for you. Um, you're still kind of going back. I, and forth. I mean, I wanted to do the one in October, and they moved the fights from August to September, and I didn't finish the training camp until the last week of September, the yeah. second to last week of September. Yeah. Because my thing with it, I'm gonna do one, and I'm gonna do one when there's no fights. I. <laughs> 
yeah and and looking at how things are because i didn't want fights in december so i can get ready for the tournament in january you know but then with caesar's fight falling through and then leo making the decision that he wants to fight in december too Mm -hmm. i'm going to be in a training camp with them up until december 2nd when that fight is Mm -hmm. you know and then the the, the next grappling tournament, I, I just saw it this morning. It's generally like 13. That's the one that Gen- I'm moving up yeah, to. Yeah, 8th or 13th, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like 12 or 13, one of yes. those two. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's the second Saturday of January. Mm-hmm. You know, so that one's that one's a goal of mine moving forward. But for, for me, the big thing is going to be, can I train properly for it? You know, because... Everyone has fears. My fear is not losing. My fear is not competing to my fullest potential. Because mm-hmm. that every competition that I feel that I've had, that was the case, and it was all a mental thing for me. I couldn't get mentally ready for the for the fight. I wasn't mentally present for most of my wrestling matches because I didn't enjoy wrestling until after I stopped wrestling. Unfortunately, yeah. you know. So for me, it's being able to get my reps in and to be able to get to where I need to be mentally in order to do it. Um, You know, so the fights being December 2nd, the tournament being the second Saturday of January, that'll give me about five weeks approximately of to being able to just focus on that. You know, so right now that one's looking like the, a, a safe bet, but you know, crazier things have happened. You know, I'm, I'm not necessarily in a rush to get it. Um, you know, I do have goals that I want to get to. Um, you know, it's just trying to figure out the order of these goals, you know, yeah. because we are looking into buying a building for the gym as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's been, that's already that's already in the works as well, you know. So yeah. there, there's a lot going on um, in and out of the gym, yeah. you know. So it's just making sure that I can prioritize those while keeping my sanity because if i'm not mentally there then i can do these competitions and i can get these goals but for what you know yeah i mean there's i guess you can say there's no rush yeah you know but i mean it like all of us like we look forward to seeing you go out there and do your thing you know but again we also rather you be at your best self you know when you get to that point and you want to be 100% confident. You know, like you always tell the fighters, don't go in a fight without with a sense of doubt. Yeah. You know, you want to... Because I know we're going to have fear going into a fight. Everyone fears fighting because they fear whatever. So the, the fear is going to be there. But do not let that fear dictate your, your decisions of you fighting and stuff like that. Yeah. So you also don't want to use your fear to dictate your matches Mm -hmm. you you know competition you want to go in there thinking you know what yes i have a lot of shit going on but i can still do it yeah and and then my thing too with with those kinds of tournaments is is being part of a tournament that everybody else is a part of so in the back of my mind it's like how is everybody else doing you know because even with Mm -hmm. zach you know after zach lost his his first one the the second match he asked me how everybody else was doing. Oh, he still has that in Well, he also has it in him. Yeah, yeah. you know, because he's very much a big part in, in helping everybody grow and learn the sport. Yeah. You know, so even in the middle of his competition, he's asking how everybody else is doing. Oh. You know, so... <laughs> That's nice. Then it's also a concern of mine knowing that, you know, 
because Jeremiah had a rough tournament too, and you know he's already planning for January to make it, making a comeback. You know, so all these things are, for me as a coach, are are more important than than me competing. You know, because at the end of the day, I'm I'm a coach. You know, I'm a coach that still has the competitive spirit in me. You know, and and that itch to to do those things. You know, I I recently set goals for myself. Read reset different goals yeah um that fit a little bit more to what i want to accomplish and be known for in this world yeah you know so but i'm also adjusting how i train Mm -hmm. and getting back into a more uh, i i know i can't run the same schedule that i did when i was 20 yeah you know but i can definitely run a better schedule than i have been the past few years you know, of just doing, mm-hmm. you know, twi- two a day, uh, two times a week lifting, and then maybe two times a week of of MMA stuff. You know, yeah. I can definitely do more. Um, my goal is is getting back to working out five days a week, yeah. five to six days, and still trying to make sure that I get the recovery, and making sure that my not twenty year old body doesn't <laughs> fall apart on me. Yeah, of course. You know, but. Yeah. <clears throat> those things are all in the works you know the grappling tournament in the works new gym in the works professional wrestling in the works that's it how's got that a, got a lot of stuff going <laughs> yeah you know and if, if the, I, I just hope that this is my midlife crisis and by the time I turn 40 that there's not a second <laughs> midlife crisis that I want to do a bunch of other shit that I should have done in my 20s instead of my 30s and 40s but um you know, those are those are all things that that I've been sitting and talking with the right people to to make sure that I get through these goals as as smoothly as possible. Yeah. One thing at a time. Yeah. You know, like yeah. <laughs> you know, and you can leave the the burden, or I guess you can use this to allow yourself to feel and to work on one thing at a time. But leave their job for the right people. Like, you don't have to take in all these things to yourself, you know? Yeah. You got to work on your mental health, your overthinking and all. But when it comes to the business, you know, you have people that are there to support you in the business. You have Carla, you have Zach, you have Aaron at times, you know, that he's there to help the guys in the morning. Mm-hmm. So you have people that can take on a little bit of your hard work and the things that you gotta accomplish right when you're working on the building you have your realtors you have people helping you get there pro wrestling you have your coaches on the side you know so you have people there to help you grow you're not in in this by yourself so allow them to take that responsibility too and you'll get there you'll get there yeah it'll just take some time yeah putting it up this all on your shoulders will not help Especially if you have your own personal goals. Yeah. And we want to help you get there. So that that's what I got, you know. But I'm I'm in a better headspace now where where I know that being thirty two isn't gonna stop me from, from getting all those goals, you know, yeah. that I still have time. You know, because ultimately I'm gonna be done with competition, not until my fifties, because I'm gonna do my, my <laughs> Just get one before you're fifty. And no, I'm 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 I wanna in honor of, of, of Coach Kress. Um, yeah. Because Coach Kress had his last amateur wrestling match at 
55, I think. Wow. This was a, that, that's what my goal is. There you is go. Is to have, my, my last competition is going to be an amateur wrestling match. There you go. You know, so I got this we'll grappling. Keep this in mind. Yeah. <laughs> Should write down this goal so you. Remember. Oh, that that one's been that one's been there for for years. Ever? That one, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. That's that, you know. But if you guys wanna see, you know, there's some highlights of the the grappling um, tournament everywhere on social media right yeah, now. Yeah, well, we'll be posting it throughout the week on Instagram and then on YouTube, so everyone could see the warriors do their thing. YouTube, and then we'll talk about it. So you can follow me on all social media platforms at TazMMA underscore fitness and YouTube at TazKnows. Um, Nene's on Instagram at Nene underscore MMA underscore CMM. You yes. can subscribe to your YouTube and Patreon at Nene MMA. Yes. Um, the Gym, Warrior Revolution MMA on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. Yes. Um, and I think that's it. That's right? it. Yep. Right, a lot so of things going on right now. Got a lot going on, so keep up with us everywhere. And we um thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you back next week. Next week. Bye.